Hey everybody, for this episode we're going to try something a little different. The posse just got together recently and just kind of had a roundtable discussion together. We haven't done that in a long time. No agenda, no outline, just a bunch of friends talking about uh, some of the aspects of the hobby that we really like and care about. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, just wanted to say a couple things. First of all, want to apologize to everybody out there whose names we butchered, especially in recent episode, and we will try to do better. The other thing I want to say thank you to is all of our great Patreon supporters, and of course, Tankcraft. They are a fantastic sponsor as well. Well, without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome in to another episode of the Plastic Posse Podcast. Uh, today, we're going to kind of keep things uh, light and just do a conversation. Uh, all of us are here today, except for uh, Doug. He's got some things going on. Um, but uh, yeah, we just want to get together and have a chat and see how everybody's doing. So uh, let's start way, way over in, in, the, in the old country across the pond with Mr. Ivan Jensen Taylor. Your Lordship, how are things in the, the UK? Really nice. Um, as you lot can see, it's daylight out for once, uh, which is which is always pleasant. Really nice. The weather's getting much cooler. Um, it's just it's just good. Everything's it's getting into the best part of the year where the weather gets cooler. Telford's on the horizon. It's perfect. So yeah, really good over on this side of the pond. Awesome. How's that bench looking? You uh, you busy and productive? Yeah, uh, I even had to write down everything I'm doing. So I'm probably one day's work from finishing the Machining Krieger SAFS slash Protectron construction robot inspired by Robco Industries from the Fallout universe. Did all the rust work on that with the yellow paint. That's looking all right. Uh, The base, again, about one day's worth of work to finish that up, then the whole build should be complete. Uh, I did start a buddy build with uh, Ian, our good friend Ian, uh, with the KV2. We both halted that for whatever reason. Uh, I've had Quintus Studio and Red Fox cockpit sets arrive for my F-14s that I'm doing uh, so yeah, it's been really, really busy, like kind of nonstop for the past few days, which is nice. Nice problem to have. That's great. I have a buddy here locally, Josh Buck, that's put together a power suit from Fallout, and uh, it's really cool. That stuff is pretty awesome. I like it with 3D printers. You know, uh, especially we have the ability to pull elements out of a game that we love and put something together. And he's done a great job on his piece. If anybody's going to be at the Salt Lake show here on the in the upcoming weekend, which we'll talk about a little bit more later on. You can see Josh's work there, so it's it's really good. But Ivan, that's awesome. Looking forward to seeing uh, a project get across the finish line, and uh, glad you're working again. Glad you overcame that uh, mojo drought you had there. We'll move in east across the Atlantic. TJ, how are things over on the uh, east coast? Pretty good. Uh, my wife's getting ready to go out of town for a week plus to Hawaii 
because uh, she lives a very rough life, as you can tell. So <laughs> I'll be with just one of the kids for the next nine days. The other one's staying with uh, my mother-in-law because it's closer to her school. So, yeah, have a nice, quiet, more or less quiet week coming up. So then um, the tank farm open house is next Saturday. So I think by the time this releases, it would have already passed if I have my release schedule right, I think. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be pretty sweet. I've, I went last year. Um, it was really fun. It was hot. So hopefully it's a little less hot this year. But uh, they have an ice cream truck there, so you can just get ice cream like I did last year. It's delicious. So I got that to look forward to. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got going on now. Awesome. And uh, how about your bench? What What's uh, moving along? Well, I kind of hit the wall with my uh, Copper State Models RB armored car. Uh, I don't really know where to go with it from where I am, which is pretty much all painted and pen washed. Um, I have a pretty cool reference photo of one. I haven't really figured out how I'm going to replicate it yet because um, it's kind of like really, it looks, it's also hard to tell because the picture is like legitimately over 100 years old. It looks like it's just really dusty and then and dirty. And then at some point right before the picture had taken, it had drove through some shallow wet mud or maybe water. It's hard to tell because it's black, obviously black and white photo. And the little skinny wheels had sprayed stuff up along the ang- that side, like angles in. It's kind of like almost a, uh, uh, what shape is that? I don't know. Not a stop sign, but what, why do I sound like an idiot and not know my shapes? <laughs> a he- like a hexagon? Or? Like a, I don't know. What's how many? No, that's five sides. No, wait. I don't know. Anyways, the bottom of it looks like a, upside down trapezoid let's just let's just leave it at that they angle in towards the center and that's where the wheel sits so they spray up to like directly onto the side it's a really neat picture so i don't know i I don't know how i'm gonna do it yet but in the meantime because i know we were talking about in one of our chats it's so freaking sweet and i don't care if you disagree with me ivan um i'm almost done building the new tacom vt 1-2 or slash 2 however you want to call it the double-barreled whatever. Monstrosity. Yeah, so sweet, though. Um, I'm almost done building it. I found out this morning that I'm an idiot, and I wasn't paying attention. And when I glued the back plate onto the top plate, it was off by, like, an eighth of an inch. So when I went to put the one side... So the way it's built is you you build, obviously, the, the hull, the chassis, the back plate, and the top plate, which has everything... It's a like a tank destroyer almost, right? So it doesn't have a turret. The guns are on the side. So then you build the center section. Then you build the gun cradles and you attach those to the side. Then you put the, the side plates on, like the side armor. So I built the one cradle and I went to dry fit it. And when I went to fit the whole, the whole side panel is one piece. I'm like, oh, it doesn't line up. I don't understand why. So I clipped the other side off the sprue just to see how I could test so I could try to dry fit that. And that's when I found out I was about an eighth inch out. Luckily I was able to brute force that glue joint. Cause it's a really small joint area, which is good in this, this situation. So it'll brute force it open with, doesn't look like any damage. I popped the uh, photo etch engine deck screens off because I only had a couple of glue spots and I was pretty much like torquing that whole top plate. It doesn't look like I really misshaped and misshaped anything, so that's good. So 
I'm going to maybe finish that today. Um, maybe get it in a prime today, if not tomorrow. But if, that kit is so cool. Um, it's ridiculous looking. Ivan's not wrong. It's it's a monstrosity, which is why I like it so much. And uh, I think I'm going to do, there's a whitewash, like partial whitewash scheme in one of their what if schemes, um, which I like that TACOM does it. That's pretty cool. They They give you a bunch of schemes and they call out, this is a what if scheme which they're all essentially what if schemes. Cause I think it was only a test vehicle. They made one or two of like, I don't think they made very many of them and they never did anything other than drive around probably like a test track. So yeah, it's like a green underneath and it's got like white blotches all over it. So I'm probably gonna do something like that because I haven't done whitewash in a while and it's pretty fun, but that's what I have going on. I think, I think that's all I got. Well, speaking of that uh, VT kit and uh, man, I look forward to seeing that in that whitewash scheme uh, moving East or a West, I should say. Uh, John, you've uh, got one of those kits in, in the works as well. Yeah, so that's that's probably number one on the bench right now. I ordered it from Andy's Hobby Headquarters. Oh gosh, I think I ordered it late last week or early this week. And it, got, it came to my house in two days and I started it essentially immediately. Had it fully built within two days. It's a really straightforward kit. The only area I found of concern is... The gun barrels. There's um, there's this weird wrap on the bore evacuator. So like that, you know how earthworms have that thick piece on them. It's the bore evacuator, and on this vehicle, and even the forward sections of the barrel should have it, but these don't. There's like this carbon fiber wrap, and it looks sweet on the sides, but it's unfortunate on the top where the seam is. It's um, it's just really hard to recreate that. So. If you ever look at mine up close, just ignore the portion where it kind of gets blended away for a little bit and then goes back. But overall, it's a good kit. Honestly, the biggest struggles I had on it were the barrels, that one piece. And then the forward section of the barrel, it's a solid piece of plastic, which is great. Easy to sand down the seam. However, since since it is such a large piece of plastic, I found that when they probably prematurely pulled the sprues from the mold and they were still warm because the plastic at the aft section or rear section of the barrel is kind of like warpy and bulge. So I had to chuck it in a drill and hog off a bunch of uh, plastic in the back because it, it like bulged and then came back to a, uh, you know, a cylinder essentially. So, uh, I mean, it wasn't bad because the the end of the barrel, you can easily chuck in a hand drill. And then I just took a sanding stick and grinded the crap out of it. But I mean, other than those two little things, very straightforward, easy kit to build. There's no tools or anything. It's it's a beast. It's a very large modern vehicle. And then the articulating suspension, I, I decided to you know have it essentially the nose raised and then I'll have the barrels canted down like it's looking over a hill. Uh, I actually saw the real vehicle. It's in Koblenz, Germany at the museum there that I'm not going to even attempt to say the name. But I think it's a training it's a training museum as well. It's on a base and it's pretty sweet. It was right next to Yog Panther and it's a beast. And as soon as I saw it, and I've seen it, you know, ever since I've wanted to do a model of it. And I think there was only some really, you know, arcane archaic uh, resin pieces that reflected it. But Tacom's new kit is gorgeous. I got that, the M114 and the new Mammoth, which Ivan likes. He doesn't like the VT. So no, no one's perfect. I understand that. I accept that, but uh, we can still be friends. <laughs> but I'll be, I've done mine in a three-tone NATO scheme. So, you know, your standard Cold War NATO, green, black, and brown i used the tried and true to me colors for that and they were absolutely a gem uh no issues there and i lightened each of them with a little bit of deck tan which i found creates a little bit better saturate uh, 
it, it maintains some of the saturation where if you use white, unfortunately, that is something that'll desaturate your paint and make it look kind of ghosty and cloudy. So avoided that. Long story short, it's a cool kit. I'm hoping to have it done enough for um, for Salt Lake. I have it. It's behind me. It's drying. Uh, the match should be good to go and I'll put a wash on it and I'll do some chip paint today, but it should make the trip to Salt Lake in some way, shape or form. So that should be great. Other than that, uh, I will make a little base for my tiger, I think. And then it's off to Salt Lake on Thursday. I'll be picking up Steve Baker, who I saw yesterday. And, and maybe we'll discuss in a little bit the uh, the swap meet I went to yesterday. But that's that's really what's going on my bench, the VT, just like TJ. Uh, so it's pretty cool kit. Minor little things, but overall, I'd highly recommend it. And it's just a super unique vehicle. Well, I love the love the uh, paint scheme you put on it, even though you're using the NATO colors. You just love those uh, tricolor, multicolor camel yeah. schemes, man. Yeah, you know, I'll also say something controversial. I glossed before the decals, and uh, yeah, yeah, gloss before, gloss after. No silvering, looks great. Uh, Mr. Mark fits strong, and you know, since using the VMS flat, I think I have a re. Uh, you know, I've been reinvigorated with using decals, and it's it's great to me. A clear decal. Clear again to, to lock it in, I find. And then uh, that helps, you know, blend the edges a little bit and then hit it with a VMS mat and whew, they they look so crisp. So, yeah. Let me jump in real quick. Um, so when John was talking about the issue he had with the barrel, so he had sent that in one of our chats. When I got mine, I opened mine and I do not see that issue on my kit. So if you get that kit, you may have that issue. You may not. My barrels look I mean, as good as a one-piece barrel can be, I think. So I just want to throw that out there. That's all. Yeah, that's interesting. I think Takeum's getting better and better all the time based on what I'm seeing. I'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. But, um, you know, I've mentioned to you you guys several times that I built that Takeum Mark IV uh, early on and uh, almost cured me of Takeum kits. And I had some similar issues as to what John's describing where, you know, I had some soft plastic, I had some hard brittle plastic. I had some flash and some warping. So seems like, uh, you know, maybe they're not quite at that to me, a level of plastic, you know, plastic quality control, but that's interesting. Yeah. Well, nothing beats Tamiya plastic. Yeah, it's, that's true. That's it's true. straight up the best plastic. I was, I think someone mentioned the Samoa. Um, I'm also building one and I clipped some of the pieces out the other night. So satisfying. It clips so much better than like every other plastic. It's so good. That's a great kit. That's one of the best, I mean, just most enjoyable kits I built is that Samoa tank. You're going to really, really enjoy that. Well, uh, let's skip over to the left coast to California. Grant, tell us a little bit about your bench and how you've been doing. I've been doing good. I've been working on figures lately, just trying to get back into it a little bit more. Working on a Marvel Crisis Protocol Juggernaut which should be done today. I've got the flesh all done last night. Um, so that'll be done. I, I want to say something real quick to JB. Um, car modelers have that carbon fiber stickers there, the the decals. You might want to try and grab some of those and wrap it around there and you can sink it down into there and it wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to tell. So uh, I heard a guy do that on his. So it's an idea, JB. Uh, other than that, I've been really, really working in the last couple of days, did some bases, working on some uh, broken anvil, 3D printed figures, some Ogrins, some dwarfs, uh, all kinds of fun stuff lately. So it's been really fun. On the bench, uh, like I said, I should have the juggernaut done today. Hopefully, knock on wood. Um, I'm working on a built a small little base for, I'll show you guys real quick. 
But uh, yeah, it's just a rock base for my ogre that's going to be hanging out. He's asleep, standing, sleeping. So going to be kind of something like that. So and other than that, it's been fun. I've started my Samoa. So uh, you're right, Scott, this Samoa is a beautiful build. It, it pops right off the, the, the sprues and just wants to be fall, fall together. Um, I'm doing a late model German use one from the that were up on the Finnish border or Swedish border, the Finnish and Germans used. So um, got some Zimmermint on it, very rude looking Zimmermint. So it's going to be pretty fun. So that'll be fun. Other than that, you know, just having some fun, buying a little bit too much, but you know, we all do that. So I got the Attackum kit coming also, the the German. Uh, I saw it also. I also went to the museum there when I was stationed in Germany. It was sitting right next to a cheetah when I was there. So uh, it was really cool. Those two barrels are just amazing. I would, I wish they could ever fired that thing. And just waiting for the attack on Sergeant York. Uh, I don't know. That's that's going to be a fun kit. The, you know, the Ultimaya kit was good, but this is an updated version of it with all the correct turret in the back of it. I saw a lot of those when I was in the Army. When I first went in, they were still getting ready to use them, but they got canceled at the end there just before they were de- deployed. So there was like 140 or something like that made, I guess. But they're all over the place at Fort Bliss, Texas, if you, or they were, I don't know if they still are, but yeah, I can't, it's been fun. And I'm wishing I could go with you guys to Salt Lake next week, but work calls, got to go do something for them. And, uh, but other than that, it's been a really good couple of weeks. Well, if anything changes, man, come on up. <laughs> we're going to have a, going to have a good time. So for me, uh, what I've been doing is uh, working on a Y-Wing kit, cramming to get that done for Salt Lake. I actually... You know, um, I'm always getting after TJ, put put your work on a base, put your work on a base. So I've taken my own advice and uh, my buddy Josh Buck that I mentioned earlier, he put together a little MDF uh, base for me. I use the uh, Bandai base tiles combined with some tiles for, from some other kits and I uh, made an MDF uh, base that those tiles could kind of stick down inside of. And then I've, I've had brass plates uh, engraved for it kind of went all out on the on the presentation this time so hopefully that uh, turns out well and then I have been doing all this whole weekend pin washing I don't I'm sure everybody out there know is familiar with the y-wing but man pin washing a y-wing there is a lot of detail all over that thing there's pipes and fittings and mostly little armor <laughs> pieces from armor kits that ILM did all over that ship it's a great kit to weather. And so I'm hoping to wrap up the pin washes today, put a little bit of a flat coat on it, and then start some chipping. The surface finish is a little slick for chipping right now, so I'm going to use the the sponge technique on that. Uh, something else uh, got uh, did a live video earlier uh, earlier or last week, I guess. I got my one sixteenth scale Willie's Jeep from Andy, and uh, could not be happier. I uh, was thinking that maybe I would order a brass 50 caliber machine gun for it, but I got to tell you, it is a gorgeous kit. I mean, really, really stunning. The The engine in particular is a superstar. The little four-cylinder go-devil that is really the heart of that vehicle, it's rendered beautifully. The cylinder heads, the exhaust manifold, every piece of that engine is great. I mean, the only thing I can think of as far as upgrades that I would want to do is some wiring, you know, some spark plug wires and generator wires and things like that. But I'm really excited, having a hard time not breaking the bags on that and getting started. But I'm really, really, really happy to have that subject in 116th scale. It's going to be a terrific size. John and I got to uh, spend some time down in Vegas with a built up example that 
uh, was at uh, Steve at Value Gears booth, and I he had, he had the instructions there as well as the kit, and so I had had a chance to kind of spend some time with it there. But just really, really excited. If you guys haven't um, seen that, Andy's has it. It's a ridiculously good value. It's like I, I think my pre-order price was fifty bucks um, for this kit, and uh, honestly, it's it's probably worth double that. It's a it's a great model. So super excited about that. Well, I want to circle back around there's there's a lot going on and you know for me one of the things i kind of wanted to talk about is you know 2022 has been a little bit different for me and that we've been to so many different shows and we've been to so many things where we've had a chance to get together with this group and with other groups and other friends TJ mentioned um, an activity he's got coming up. I know that Telford is getting closer and closer for Ivan. So, John, let's start with you. Maybe uh, kind of talk about your day yesterday and kind of what you know the social aspect of the hobby has been like for you lately. Yeah, Scott. Yesterday was absolutely fantastic. You know, a group of us met at Colpar Hobby Town, USA, in Denver, Colorado. They had their I would say biannual swap meet. So what does that mean? You know, it's a really interesting approach. You wouldn't think a hobby shop would want people selling products in their basement. You'd think that it undercut their sales, but actually it I think it does the exact opposite. So, you know, what does that mean in Colpar Hobby Town in Denver, Colorado? There's a large basement. They hold shows there and they also hold swap meets. So yesterday there was probably about twenty or thirty tables of individuals that came and sold, you know, sold their stuff, secondhand stuff. And and some of it was brand new that they were selling. And it was really great because it was not only, you know, myself, Brian Krieger, but ran into Mark and Jamie Spayberry. Um, awesome. I mean, really great to see them. Saw Eric as well, who's a local. And then met in person Adam and Joshua, who are listeners that we've interacted with a little bit. And again, it was great to put a face to a name. I wore the posse shirt. Joshua, he's from Colorado Springs, came up and said, hey, I see your shirt. I recognize your voice. You're one of the hosts. And I said, yeah. And we got to talking for a long time. So I showed up there around nine. And I think, you know, I went to lunch with Mark and Jamie over at Korean Barbecue, which was unbelievable, uh, but ended up not even leaving till about after three and it closed at two. So again, it just kind of shows the social side of the hobby. But what also, you know, going back kind of that approach the hobby shop does, they bring in so many people with this swap meet and the buzz was really, really positive and again, just creates a lot of great foot traffic for the store. So, you know, you go in the basement, you spend money on, you know, cheap stuff, and then you go upstairs and buy paints, buy kits. So it's, it's really a win-win in that regard. And I, I spent, I spent about $200 and I feel like I walked away with like $600 worth of stuff. You know, the, the prices there were absolutely <laughs> just unbelievable. You know, Ivan would probably pay about 10 grand in fees. <laughs> Uh, bringing everything back. I think he could fill up a whole apartment. He'd probably just buy the wall. There was one individual there. Uh, he's a local guy, apparently. I met him and helped him load up at the end of the day. His name's Don. I'm, I'm, I'm talking like newish Tamiya kits for $15. I, I mean, T55, Challenger 2, M51, Sherman's $15 all day long. And I'm just like, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, I, I mean, I can, but I, I want to stay married. So, um, you know, it's, it's just really interesting. The, the just how good the bargains were. And then again, everybody was fun. And what's cool about that is, you know, I, I got to talk to the individual and some people that helped him. And they're like, yeah, he buys collections all the time. And, you know, he's he's not in it to get rich. He's in it to 
honestly share the love of the hobby and pass a lot of those good prices on to hobbyists, you know, through the secondhand market. And I, I thought that was great. It's it's refreshing to hear that. And there was a lot of that as well. I got, you know, I picked up an ATAT for 20 bucks, uh, which is practically free. Um, but again, it's it's those individuals that are coming and not looking to make money, you know. They're looking to maybe break even or or just get it out of their house and and pass those savings and joy on to the other hobbyists. So that was fun. And then one person that came in a little later was Steve Baker and his family. So it was really great to see him. I'll be traveling with him to Salt Lake next weekend. But again, the overall vibe was super positive. I mean, who wouldn't be happy buying kits for like ten to fifteen dollars? Um, it just Again, a winning formula, and I thought it was great. We gave out a lot of posse coins to some of our supporters. Saw Scott Hall there, which was great. So again, just uh, just I I can't get enough of those events, and I'm super thankful that one's next weekend in 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 Utah, and we'll be meeting up with some individuals. But you know, bottom line, the social aspect of the hobby, I think, from my perspective, is stronger than ever. I think that's uh, that's really creating the value for shows, at least in my mind. I again, growing up, I went with my dad, and we drove places. I would have never thought going flying to a show to see friends. Uh, honestly, they're like mini vacations. But with cheap airfare out of Denver, there's not many places I'm not willing to go. So um, I'm looking forward to heading out east, hopefully in the spring. Being able to go to Vegas or Denver or, you know, Seattle or any of those places for us and, you know, back east. I know, TJ, you've got a lot of uh, places close to you. Um, you've been to some of those shows, but that uh, Tank Farm Invitational, man, that's, yeah, I remember last year your pictures and everything from that event. And I'm jealous that you get to go to that again this year. Yeah, it's going to be totally sweet. I mean, I don't know if I, I think I might have talked about it last year when I went, but um, it's the Americans in Wartime experience museum our friend jackson volunteers there um every friday so he'll be there this coming weekend as well and pretty much it's one of the better collections of afes that i've seen with a special you know notable thing about them is they all run um it's not just a bunch of static stuff sitting around collecting dust and rust these are moving vehicles and they drive them around and it's really really cool there's there's few things cooler than seeing an M5 Stewart flying down a track with a bunch of dudes right on the back. Like it would have been in 1944, 1945, right? Like it, it's really cool to see that. And they're all, you know, they're reenactors. So they're dressed apart and that thing's just hauling ass down track is I mean, the M5 Stewart was a pretty fast tank. It was a light tank. Um, yeah, it, it's just neat seeing these uh, older vehicles and a lot of, there's a lot of cold war stuff there too, which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of Russian stuff um, that you can see up close. That's that's pretty neat. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's free again. That's the best part. You know, they they ask that you make donations, which you definitely should. I always do. I donate to them. I think more than once a year. But yeah, if you go, um, kick them some money because that's how they pay for all of this. It's it's staffed by volunteers. Um, yeah, so I, I can't wait. Um, I'm taking my kids because it's just gonna be the three of us. Um, they're looking forward to it, and they're not. They don't really like tanks like I do, but they like cool stuff, right? It's like it's hard not to be impressed when you see a literal field full of tanks and armored vehicles. And um, and then I, I think the weekend after that, Jax and I are going to um, a figure show here in the, the Northern Virginia area. It's in Springfield. Uh, it's the National Capital Scale Soldier something. I don't know. It's a figure show. It's like it's like the one in in Chicago. Obviously, much smaller. Uh, Jackson wasn't sure he was going to go because he's like, "I oh, don't paint figures." I was like, "Hey, man, you can you can bring 
armor and stuff too. They have a whole ordnance division. So we're going to go to that. It's going to be really fun. looks like it's going to be a pretty decent show. There's a lot of vendors. I saw the vendor list and hopefully I can pick up some, some good stuff uh, for, you know, not, you know, not outrageous prices. And I get to take all my figures and put those on display at a proper figure show, which I'm excited about. I've never been to one. This is my first, first time going. It's on the first. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. That sounds really cool. And, uh, Look forward to seeing uh, pictures from both of those events that you're going to grant that figure you're doing. I really, really like the the leather work that you're doing on. That looks uh, really, really terrific. Uh, got any tips or tricks on how you're doing that? It's it's actually turning out pretty well. It's just a lot of browns. And to tell you the truth, a lot of washes, really thinned out, really thinned out washes. Um, you know, that's great. I, TJ, that that show you're going to next week, that's got to be inspirational art. You know, that's got to you see those tanks flying around. You got to be thinking, God, I want to build something just like that. that, that that's got to be cool. I've been to a lot of museums. I've never been to one where there's a lot of runners like that. That would be so, so neat. I, I to get back to the figure, I just basically been watching videos to tell you the truth and just trying to see how, patterns on how to paint leather. We were lucky enough to see Penny. Um, and I can't remember her last name to save my life right now. Um, Meyer. Meyer. Yeah. And yeah. in, in Vegas, me, John and you and Scott. Yeah. We, we, we talked to her for a few minutes and I, 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 I'm a big fan of her work. Her, she had some, she had a flat there and she had a, a French figure and it was just beautiful. I, I look a lot at her work just to see how they do it. And I'm, I'm starting to use airbrushes on my figures now. So I'm getting a little bit better layering, I guess you would call it. Um, so it's a little bit smoother. You don't have the the have to use as much wash because it's not as grainy, I guess you would, would call it. But you know, it's it's just a learning process for me, and I'm just trying to trying to get better and better and better in each time. You guys are doing some great things. I mean, I'm seeing you guys are going to you know St. Louis or St. Louis Salt Lake City, going to these. I I do have a show coming up um, next, not this weekend, but next weekend, or no, not not this coming weekend, the following weekend. Uh, Orange Con. I want to throw a, a Spot out to Orange Con in Southern California, IPMS. Uh, the show has been moved to a new location. Uh, please check out their website um, for the new location. And it's been moved to a Sunday um, instead of a Saturday. So please check out their website for the new show. But that's always a great show here in Southern California. IPMS in Orange County is a great group of guys. Um, fantastic group. They, they travel all over the place. They help out everybody they can. I cannot praise them enough. They they were they were in Vegas. They were at nationals. They they are a fun group of guys, and they have you know, and they they are they have their local show. So you know, if you're in the Southern California area coming up on a Sunday, yeah, you're gonna miss a little bit of football, but that's what Sirius Radio is for. And you can you can listen to it instead of uh, go to a model show also. So it'll be fun. And again, it's uh, not this not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, the last weekend of this month. Um, they'll be there. So throw that out there for him. What are you going to take to the show, Grant? I don't, I'm not going to take too much. I think a couple figures and maybe my R35 Hungarian, which I've worked on a little bit, cleaning up a little bit here and there's spots on it that I noticed um, and got some feedback from some people, um, some judges at the Las Vegas show. I put a little form out there and they gave me some feedback on it. So I'm, I'm working on that. Um, I, I think a couple of different figures that I've uh, painted over the last six months, uh, I want to get out there a couple doors and stuff like that. But you know, it's, it, I'm in that in between now where I'm kind of new and more stuff getting into the winter when it gets cooler. So you can sit up in the hobby room for longer and do a lot more work. So yeah, it'll be fun. You know, that was actually one of the things about the uh, Las Vegas show that I thought was really, really impressive that, you know, Joe and those guys 
actually had a form you could fill out where you could request specific feedback on your models. And I know, John, you you made note of that as well, but I thought that was a really kind of forward thinking part of that show. And I think everybody that I talked to down there thought it was a positive thing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think you know, with with that kind of um, with that kind of initiative, I think it takes it takes time, and certainly they they threw it out there, which is great. I think they learned a lot. I certainly learned a lot. Next year, I'll be helping judge. So I think it's a step in the right direction. the The sheets were they were really great because it was volunteer in a sense, if you wanted it or not, uh, and it was looked pretty straightforward for the judges to just check boxes as opposed to you know a dissertation, which uh, which some people might think what feedback means. So I I think it's it's an exploration and you know i i didn't hear anything negative um i heard you know a lot of a lot of positive things around it and again i think it's important to note that it's uh it's by volunteer so if you enter your model and you don't want feedback totally fine you know don't don't fill out the form don't put an extra model but if you're looking to grow if you're looking to understand uh you know your model and where you can improve then then it's an excellent way and i and i think it's i think it's good i i think it's it's a it's a very simple thing to do. Uh, that might be some might consider that a a, a, a gross exaggeration, but uh, I think the checkbox boiling it down to simple things is is the right way to go. And and again, you know, with all these little changes, it takes time and it's a learning experience, and it'll take some time to iron it out and and have a have a good well oiled machine. But kudos to the Vegas folks for putting that forward, and and I look forward to seeing how it evolves over time. And I think some other clubs are starting to do that as well. Yeah, I think like our own modeling, I think the goal is for all these shows and events to maybe get better. And so trying incrementally something new or or having <laughs> having a conversation, you know, there's uh, people tend to get, I think, pretty emotional about about this stuff. But I think, you know, be interested in, in what you guys think, too. But I think just having these conversations and talking about, like, how can we make these shows and events better um, is a good thing. And I think, you know, eventually some good can happen. You know, maybe we try some of these steps and they don't necessarily work out. But I think um, some of them inevitably will add to the quality of that. You know, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? Well, <laughs> Conversations need to be had. People need to stop going with the flow. They need to look at what they're doing and thinking, is this right? Or am I just really comfortable with the situation I'm in? Or can it change? Which I know is very, very difficult for a lot of people to hear. But we do need to, like I'm doing with IPMS UK at the minute. I'm looking at how things are being done and I'm like, I don't like this. Um, And I know a lot of people don't like it. So maybe encourage conversation of, okay, what would you like? What do you want to see different? Um, a conversation is not a bad thing. A conversation doesn't mean changes are going to instantly happen. It, we just want to discuss it. Um, and that's my stance on it. Just, just to add to that, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I wrote down a quote from an event I went to last night. I went to the 75th anniversary of the U.S. Air Force uh, event, which was absolutely awesome. But during it, they had a four-star general give the keynote. And he said something that was very interesting, you know, new, and, he, and he repeated it is, you know, new innovative ideas are not always embraced. And I think that's important to understand. And, and, you know, it's not even, it's not only with shows, I think, but it's, you know, modeling in general, when it comes to techniques, when it comes to approach of the hobby, you know, whether it's a slammer build or uh, taking your time to new techniques around the Spanish school or sticking with the Verlinden way. I, I think, again, it just, it's, it's, it's a common theme throughout society and, you know, new innovative ideas, buck the norm, buck comfort, buck, um, that's how we've always done it. Buck the constitution, I guess you could say in some regard for IPMS, that is, you know, it, it really, um, it honestly takes a lot of mojo away too. 
um, to be quite frank. Uh, seeing the constant back and forth, I just uh, it just it's just tiring. And I focus on building. I focus on my friends, and I focus on uh, you know what makes me happy and be with people uh, you know it, that can't have a discussion. And and really, what I, well, that's why I've peeled back a lot from groups because you know people have their opinions, and that's cool. That's fine by me. And I'm I'm more happy just building and chugging along. What I've seen, and especially with, when Telford you just tickets, cut me off. <laughs> Go yeah, ahead. Sh- yeah, sure. I, I see the floor. <laughs> Would the gentleman make way? No, we will not. What I've seen with Telford coming up, the prices have gone up for the full weekend at a scale model show. There's a full massive national model show for the full weekend. The price for the weekend has gone up £6.60 from the previous year. And the amount of chin I've seen, it's like £6.60, I'm not going to attend. It's like if, it's, if £6.60 is what deters you from attending, then it's not important to you. You do not care about the model show. I give way. <laughs> so in that same vein, I, I I feel like my New Year's resolution in modeling was to stop talking about judging and modeling because here's the thing. This, this is this is honestly what I believe. Whatever the judging style is, who cares? That's not going to stop me from going to a show, even if I don't necessarily like the way it's done. I go to a show to hang out with my friends find good deals on stuff that I want and to show my work. Because if you build models to win trophies, you you're building models for the wrong reason. You can have your preference. And I certainly do. And I've not made that secret, but at the end of the day, it doesn't affect literally anything in my life. Doesn't affect my job. Doesn't affect my family. Doesn't affect why I like to build models. Absolutely nothing. And it's really funny. And then sometimes it's not so funny, but most of the time it's just, I just have to roll my eyes and be like, man, you guys, who cares, man, just go build a model and be happy. It's pretty funny when our friend doesn't win at a local show, but then wins best of at nationals. Yeah, yeah that's, I was just going to say the exact same thing. But yeah, but I mean, I mean, it's it, these are great points. I mean, yeah. l- let's let's be honest. The reason why John's going to get on an airplane and fly from Denver to London isn't because he wants a, a trophy that was bought at the local trophy shop. He's going because of Ivan. He's going because of Spud. He's going. You know, to meet new people and to to share his work and to get to see other people's work and be inspired by it. And that's what that's what these events are really about. Like you said, Ivan, it's not about six pounds, 60. It's not about any of that. Nothing anyone has said is wrong. Most of it's opinion. Um, I'm yeah. about people, which I understand the irony in. So you can go ahead and, and you know roll your eyes at that, which is fine. I'm rolling my eyes at myself. Ivan's right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what's six pounds 60 in, in real dollars was that you might like call, seven ten dollars bucks? Ten, ten bucks yeah. Well, yeah, okay now seven bucks yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it might be yeah it's a it's a hot topic but for me yeah. i think really lately it's just i'm just tired of the discussion yeah. uh you know it's yeah. it's just really just kind of burns me out you know if people want to talk one-on-one totally fine and hey you're welcome to your opinion it's it's a hobby you can approach it however you want but as a society and and being a, a member of it we have to respect everyone's wishes no matter what side they're on and at the end of the day the decision is all based on the membership's feedback and that's cool and, I, and i'm not biased any other way uh, you know i have my preferences which i guess is a bias but i'm not um <laughs> You know, I'm not I'm not vested as as uh, TJ mentioned. At the end of the day, if we if we choose to stick with what we've got or evolve, I, I'm fine either way. I think it's whatever the membership wants, and and that decision will influence my participation. I think you know it's it's 
simple as that. I'm, I'm happy to help in any way, shape or form, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do what makes me happy. And a lot of that is just sitting here with you guys and, yeah. and meeting other members of the posse at the shows and seeing their work at the shows, giving coins to people, giving a sticker to them, chatting with their kids, you know, understanding what's on their bench. What are they looking forward to? Why they started listening to podcasts? What would they love to hear about? Like those are the conversations I love. Those are the things I like to do at shows. Um, the competition aspect is the competition enables people to bring their work to a venue. Yeah, it's a means to and, an end. And that's yep. what that's what I think is is great is that it allows people the access and the platform to show their work. And I think it's great. At the end of the day, I think we could probably go around the room and ask like, do you remember what won what at the IPMS Nationals? We probably couldn't remember probably 99% of it with exception to the winners because everything in my mind was awesome. I, I don't I don't hold one above the rest. Some of the coolest things at the show, I didn't find win an award and that's fine. I mean, based on the criteria and the rules in which the contest is held, they felt those models based on the rules were the best. And that's totally cool. I have my own set of rules. We all do. We all have our preferences. And I don't know, that's important to me. That what makes me yeah. happy. Uh, and and I look forward to Salt Lake for that reason. It's it's not about the trophy. I'm going to bring a lot of models. I don't really care. Again, if 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 they win or not, I'm just happy to yeah. share my work that people have asked like, hey, I want to see the Stug. Bring it. I'm like, well, you know, I took it to Nats. They're like, we don't care. We'd love to see it. I'm like, okay, well, it'll be on the table. And you know, yeah. we'll have a conversation with it. And the same will happen with people like Martin Drayton, who will bring their work and we'll have a longer conversation on it that I did not have the chance to have at the IPMS National. So, <laughs> John, what's what is great about about the this discussion and and all the fighting and and the things that we do get frustrated with is that this hobby elicits such passion in people. Sorry for always sort of trying to find the good in everything, but even these discussions, as frustrating as they get, I mean, it's great that people are this passionate about what they do. And um, you know, everybody has a different approach. You know, I'm a lot like you. I don't care if uh, models win. It's about participating and being a part of something. Um, but other people, you know, that they want they want to win a trophy, then that's okay too. And and I'll just say, you mentioned the word participation, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people mention participation trophies with certain types of judging, which is totally fine. But I would love, and I think that's what the posse is we do, we, we give participation awards and that's valuable. To participate in the hobby is very, very valuable. Bringing models to put on the table is valuable. I'm not judging on the basis whether it's good or not. I'm judging on the basis that you're having fun, that you brought it, that you're sharing it, that you're engaging, that you're promoting the hobby. That, in my mind, that participation award is much more valuable from my perspective than having a perfect model on the table built in silence, built in, dare I say, a closet. And that's fine. That's your hobby. That's cool. But I, I, I don't think we should lessen, you know, someone else's approach to the hobby. And I, again, I'm, I'm a fan of participation trophies. Call me a heretic. But I really think that it's important to encourage work because at the end of the day, the main tenant, the value of IPMS, its mission is to promote and grow the hobby. And if that means giving out more awards, then it's from my perspective, that's what the society's around for. But again, I'm also open to, hey, if membership wants something else, that's totally fine. Not a problem. Um, but that's how I look at it. And I think that's the benefit of the posse. We have the ability to acknowledge and and highlight some of those people that come to the show, that bring their awesome work and, and recognize them for their accomplishments. I mean, that's, that's what brings me joy. I mean, yeah. giving a handshake to somebody and passing them a plastic posse coin like that, that right there. I mean, you saw Bruce, uh, Bruce's message from Vegas. I mean, 
that'll get you in the feels. And that's yeah. why we do it is to share the love of the hobby, acknowledge those people that love the hobby. And, and you know, again, just highlight their work, share it, and maybe make a connection with somebody else that shares their interests. They can bond over a project. I, I think we probably can all go around the room where we've shared work in the posse group, and then we connect with someone who's building the same thing. I mean, that's how the Samoa group build came about. I mean, I was a strap hanger. I decided to say, hey, I'm going to play along with you folk. But I think it was originally like Doc and Sam who connected, you know, I and, and Ivan, sorry, Ivan, sorry, my apologies. He's a little crossed because of that. But, uh, you know, they let TJ and I join. And again, I think that's, again, at the end of the day, that's that's why I do it is is for that right there. And I, I've talked a lot, so I'll, I'll I'll yield the floor to the Englishman. Yeah, it's like that old saying, you do you, hun. <laughs> Leave it at that. You do you. You be happy with what you do. But yeah, like you say, that's that's Samoa build. I bought it a couple of weeks before Nats. And then Doc, Jonathan, he said, I've got that kit, buddy build. And then Sam said, I've also got that kit, buddy build. And then it, it kind of spirals from there. And um, it's like a little community thing we've got going on that came from nothing. And yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like I said, there's so many people I had on Facebook as friends on Facebook, but then met for the first time at Nats in person. And it's like, now we're actually like friends. <laughs> we, we said this a few times. Did we just become best friends? Yep. But <laughs> it, that's what it is. Meeting people for, for, for any show, meeting people, that's the highlight. Yeah, there's models. Oh, that's cool. But I get to meet people I have a lot, I have a lot in common with. And that, that social aspect is what does it for me. Speaking of that, um, let's talk about the big event. Ivan, let's talk about uh, Telford and you know, kind of the plans that you and John are working on and what you're looking forward to. Um, yeah, so it's coming around <laughs> the uh, 12th and 13th of November, the big one. Uh, it's big show. Um, John, when do you fly in? I fly in the Wednesday before, I believe. I th- or or no, sorry, the third. Oh, boy. I'm, this is awkward. Uh, I fly in the Friday, actually. I fly in that uh, Friday, Friday morning. morning. Yes. I fly in that Friday morning. I will uh, I will land sometime super early. So I'll leave Denver in the afternoon. I'll sleep on the plane, wake up, and be ready to go and make my way to Telford and hopefully be there in the afternoon, early afternoon time frame. And then oh, it's that's cool. off to the races. Yeah, because uh, I've got you a wristband, so you get the Ooh. behind the scenes of setting up Telford. Because uh, it's like it's quite exclusive. You need a private wristband to get Ooh. in uh, on the Friday to sit, like set up is literally it's just an empty hall. You set everything up, a bit like Nats. Just there's nothing there. No, actually, because when we did Nats, the tables were already kind of laid out. Yeah, they they set them up Tuesday at Nats. Yeah, we which don't do I've that. already volunteered you for next year. So that's fine. I'm, the- I'm I can lift. <laughs> well, I um, remember so going to your setup comment, hmm. I watched your 2017 video. I'm so happy that oh, you, you did got in the Hogwarts. Yeah, at that <laughs> as well. So it was you were very proper in your little uh little jumper, but no, it was good. Like you said, two cars allowed at one time in the hall, I think you said. Yeah, really weird rule. <laughs> like only so many moving cars in the halls at once. Everyone has to wear a high vis. It's all very health and safety man come on what's that um (laughs) but yeah we we have to like literally get all the tables set them up and all that fun stuff friday's a good day bit of a tiring day because obviously you've got to help do your part there's a lot going on the competition end opens i think after four o'clock on friday for you to put your stuff in and then you just leave it there till sunday afternoon okay Uh, so there's like a soft open on friday yes uh for general public people uh, and competition entry people, which I'll remind everyone that you have to, and I think it's the same for now, you have to be an RPMS member to enter the competition and you can't just turn up on the day and entry uh, for entry. 
competition entry forms have now gone live. It is all online entry, which is excellent. I think this is the first time or second time it's been done, but it works really, really well. So you have to pre-register what you take in. If you don't bring it, that's fine, but you can't bring stuff that you haven't registered. Simple as that. Many categories, many trophies, many com- uh, many uh, different areas for you to take part in. So the competition's very full. Uh, Saturday, 9am for members, 8am for wristband holders, 10 for general public ticket holders. And again, you can't buy a ticket for the show on the day. You have to pre-purchase a ticket. So you can't just be in the area and decide to pop in. That doesn't happen. It's a, this is a very exclusive club. But absolutely yeah, fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a big show. There's a lot going on. And by all accounts, it's going to be very, very well attended. We're hoping 2019 numbers. This is my personal shout out to traders. Your name will have been put on the list for 2022 from 20, 2021 or 2019 bookings. Because 2020, it was cancelled. 2021, it was covid And now we've got the big one this year. If you're not attending for whatever reason... EU, red tape, whatever, or you just don't fancy attending, as a trader, please let them know, because I know many uh, traders who aren't attending who are still on that list. So please let IPMS know if you're not going to be turning up, because they still think you are, and you've made it very public on Facebook that you're not. So please let them know. But looking at the trader list, very, very good numbers, very good companies. Edward sadly won't be there. Zukimura still won't be there. They went at Nats, so that's kind of understandable. But, you know, we've got We've got really good traders attending. It's going to be, to quote, absolutely fantastic. So quick question there, going back to the competition, from my understanding is you have to pick the right category because I've heard of models being disqualified because you marked the wrong category. Is that accurate or will they actually move it for you and recategorize? No, if if your model's in the wrong category, they'll pick it up and drop kick it. No, they won't do that. (laughs) If if it's in the wrong category, they won't touch it. Like, no, he's placed it in... They've placed it in the wrong place, out. We're not, we're, not, wow. we're not counting it. We won't help you. We won't do you a favor. Like at Nats, I saw judges moving stuff a lot. It's like, right, yeah. that should be over there, so we'll move it. Over here, no, right, that's in the wrong category. Instant disqualification. When you're entering your model, you can ask for help where it needs to go. But once you've put it on that table and you leave it, it's that's done. It. So it's now, done. quick We've question, though. You choose a category before you show up, correct? Yeah. But at the show, let's say I bring something. I'll just say an open. I, I have an open hatched vehicle, and I'm concerned whether it should be open top or in the standard category. Can I mark one and then talk to the chief judge and be like, "Hey, buddy, can you help me out?" and and they can guide you. Or once you put it on in line, it's kind of like you're done. If you need advice for that, you need to ask way in advance. Oh, okay, good yeah. to know. The thing is, what I went through all the categories the other day, I didn't notice that weird open top nonsense. Okay, uh, no offense. It's a US um, thing. Yeah. So the categories seem very simple to understand, like armor, standard kit, or the yeah. other categories like additional stuff. And then it's like 143 or smaller, and then 144 or larger, then 172. It's really simple. Um, very the categories are very easy to understand. The only one I got confused about, which I had to email IPMS about, was the sci-fi diorama category, which was labeled as ships. So uh, that was an error in the system, but that's all sorted now. And yeah, if you haven't, if you see errors, just let IPMS know so they can fix them. But yeah, the categories are very self-explanatory. Nice. And I think it's back upstairs uh, rather than being downstairs this year. The, the competition. Outstanding. 
Outstanding. I'm looking forward to the SIGs most of all. Yeah, clubs, club stands and SIGs and just uh, talking to models. That's that's the fun part. You go towards the competition area and that's where you see that family guy meme where it's, why do you lot think you're better than me? And then that's the competition people. I can't speak. I'm in the competition. I've already entered three models. Uh, but yeah, the, the clubs and SIGs, <laughs> that's that's where the mingling goes on. And it's, it's, it's great fun. We'll do plenty of lives to, uh, you know, get Scott back from, you know, us messaging yeah. and living you at odd hours of the day. Yeah. Well, I'm putting beans on a shelf somewhere. Hair all <laughs> disheveled, like the neon light in the background. No, like, my TV was like- on. It, you rang me at 11 at night when I had to be awake at four in the morning. I was like, what does he want? And you're just like, hey, we're at Colpar. <laughs> Thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we've got media passes. So we're contractually obligated to do a lot of media work. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Which we can go into the competition area before anyone. Uh, they put the little ribbon across and say, like, do you have a pass? There you go, sir. So uh, we're in. It's like your lordship at Nats. we got to get that credential for you next year. <laughs> Excuse yeah, I'll, me, I'm I'll a lord. Excuse, I'm actually a lord. This guy can't be a lord. Uh, I am actually, <laughs> I have my certificate. Your little two-piece by two-piece uh, yeah, square inch. <laughs> square inch of land in Scotland. What about outside of the show, guys? Uh, trips to museums or local sightseeing? What are you guys going to do on well, the party before and after? This is where we've struggled because, as I was explaining to JP, we've still got dirt roads and horse and cart. So getting anywhere <laughs> is really difficult. Still Game of Thrones over there. <laughs> yeah. Bovington is not an easy place to access. Yeah. It's just, why have it down there? Move it. Because, because to take a train, which still aren't working great at the minute, it would take 12 hours to do a three-hour drive, and I don't drive. So John's going to have to drive. <laughs> You're just going to have to look left for me all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so in terms of museums, I Bovington is definitely, or Bovington, how do you say it, Ivan? I, I call it Bovington. Bovington. So yeah, Bovington uh, is definitely a high on the list, but I think knowing the limitations of the potential rail system, uh, we are going to explore London for that matter. Uh, and maybe maybe making the jolt down to London, staying in London, doing a day trip up to Cambridge, I thought of, or you know, exploring Cabinet War Rooms, uh, Imperial War Museum, and then even taking the tube out to RAF Hendon and mm-hmm. seeing the absolutely fantastic <laughs> museum there, and also hitting up Hannett. So bottom line is, I think there's a lot of options. It's just ironing out from a transportation perspective how we want to do it because I'm in I'm in country until Wednesday I think and then yeah. I fly out of Heathrow so I have a couple of days to bounce around and do some fun things and certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, and our good friend John Everett, he's yes, he, he arrives quite considerably earlier than you. He wants to hit up Snowdon in Wales. Yeah, he's going to go mountain climbing with his buddies uh, from his old you know airline days. So that that should be. You know, that should be pretty cool. And then we're going to meet up with him in Telford. And I think his latter part of the trip lines up with kind of how we're going to do it. So he'll mm-hmm. he'll tag along for that. And then, you know, in terms of another American going, Rob Booth is an e-board member for IPMS. He's the secretary. You've probably seen his name a lot lately. Fantastic gentleman. He will be there with his son. So we're going to connect with him and hopefully actually talk to IPMS UK uh, leadership and then also show organizers to understand, you know, how do they make it so successful? Why why is it essentially one of the most popular destinations for scale modeling in the world and and see, you know, what they do and is there anything that we can maybe bring over to the IPMS side in the US to to help us grow and evolve. Yep, just look for the people in the yellow jackets. Benchmarking, that's a great idea. Well, John, let's uh let's talk a little bit about Salt Lake City. 
Uh, we're going to have a, a blast. We're going to try and uh, pay John back for uh, some of uh, the great visits we've had over in Denver over the last uh, year or two. I've arranged a tour for a small number of us to go to Kindigit Designs here in Salt Lake City, which is uh, one of the premier uh, resto mod uh, shops in the world. Essentially, it's modeling in its highest form. It's one-to-one scale modeling. People bring cars to them and they turn them into half a million dollar or more masterpieces. It's incredible. Uh, their shop is full of craftsmen and that's going to be a lot of fun. Then we'll take a little bit of a break, go to a coffee shop so that uh, John can have a business meeting. And then uh, we're going to visit Kit Links in Salt Lake City and then head up to Hill Air Force Base Museum. It's a great air aircraft museum up there. We're going to be joined by a lot of friends. Uh, Hank and Dan Knopfel will be flying in uh, around that time. Uh, John Everett, um, he's going to be flying in and joining us as well. And we're going to hit MRS Hobby, which is a great hobby shop here in the Salt Lake City area. And uh, we'll end uh, the day by having uh, dinner on the backside of the Wasatch Mountains up in the high country. So that's going to be great. So we're going to have a blast. And then Saturday is the show. And there's a lot of great local modelers here. Uh, Martin Drayton, good friend. He's here in in Utah. He's going to be participating. Uh, You'll run into Phil Peterson. Uh, We have uh, Josh Buck, my buddy here, Brandon Mickelson, John Vickis, lots and lots of really great local guys. Uh, John, it's going to be a blast. I certainly can't wait. I've never been to Utah myself, so it's going to be an enjoyable trip. I'm going to pick up Steve Baker on the way Thursday morning, and then hopefully we get out there Thursday afternoon, evening, and I yeah, it's going to be awesome. Again, another great show. Can't wait to see all the folks there, and I look forward to Hill as well. Um, you know, also, you know, some people eat to live. I live to eat, so I'm certainly excited about that, and I'm all around awesome trip. Cannot wait, and it's going to be fun, and we're going to see a lot of our listeners there too, so it's going to be great. Well, I think uh, all these events are going to be a blast. You know, Grant sounds like uh, the contest you're going to, TJ, the Tank Farm, obviously, uh, the Telford Show and Salt Lake Show. You know, we've all got events that we can look forward to. If any of you are planning on being at these events, uh, particularly the ones a little more in the future, please come and say hi to us. We'd love to meet you. And uh, we really, really look forward to these events. There's also Canada in March. Oh, yes. So we received a nice invite from Alan, one of the show chairman of the Heritage Con contest and show at the um, Canadian Warplay Heritage Center in Hamilton, Ontario. It is in March, late March. Man, I really want to go. It was a show that I used to drive to all the time in Pennsylvania, from Pennsylvania, that is. And it's it's just across the border in Ontario, short hop from Toronto, short hop from Buffalo, even folks from Michigan come over. So that is something that I'm going to definitely try to work into. It is a one-day show. It is held on Sunday. It's probably the best one-day show in the world. Uh, I'm not even going to lie. I, I used to say in North America, but I'm now I'm going to say the world because they have thousands of people show up, thousands of models, thousands of vendors. Everything's in the thousands. Uh, and that's, that's quite unique for a one-day show. And what I think that's special there too is it's held at a it, one of the best facilities for a show as well. Giant museum, giant hangar space. They move out all the stuff from one side and cram it into the other. And what's crammed on on the other side? We got a B-25, one of the only two flying Lancasters. Uh, They have a C-47. 
restoring a bunch of stuff. They they have countless things. I think the Hurricane's a replica because unfortunately the museum had a fire uh, a long time ago. And I don't know if it's the Spitter Hurricane. One of them's a rep. Uh, but anyway, it is a uh, just a really great show. Really great folks. They they bring in the Star Wars um, you know cosplay team. Is it the five hundred first? The yeah the. This, they're lo- so you got Darth Vader walking around, TIE fighter pilots, stormtroopers, fantastic raffle, you know, Stuart and the gang from Skim Auto Podcast is a frequent attendee up there. Just all around really good people. I mean, Canadians are so nice. You know, we probably need more of them down here, but um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's again, absolutely fantastic event. And mm-hmm. I hope uh, some more members of the posse can attend because certainly our listeners will be there. And again, no, I, I can't even say anything like they need to improve because they set the standard of how a show should be ran, uh, especially with engaging the public because they bring so many visitors in. It's actually the largest event. I believe that's what they told me. The largest event for the museum the whole year. And that includes like flying displays. And I think they do an air show as well. So it's pretty impressive that a model show is the highest draw for a museum of that caliber. And it just kind of shows the winning formula in which they're doing. And they bring over, you know, superstars. I've met Christoph uh, from AK there. I've met Adam Wilder there. They had Brett Green one year. And then MIG also came as well one year. And I think they're trying to orchestrate another big visit. But yeah, bottom line, Heritage Con, March 2023, it's on the radar. You know, I think Ivan might be locked in with his mom coming over and doing a little vacay or holiday <laughs> trip, as uh, as you like to say. And you can yeah, see Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. I'll do what I did last year. Just I'll abandon her, let her yeah. walk around and get lost while I, uh, <laughs> while I have a whale of a time. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you do come over, I would consider staying a few extra days and maybe renting a car and we can drive up to CFB Borden and see their collection. They have uh, the Whirlwind right now that they're restoring. They have a Hetzer up there or Jagdpanzer 38T for the purists. And then um, they also have a bunch of Commonwealth vehicles as well. So bottom line, I think it'll be a great trip. It's just scheduling it because I know Scott has a show in that time frame as well. And uh, bottom line is it's it's getting busy. It's great. So per Google Maps, I'm less than eight hours away by car. Ooh. Oh. Grab oh, Jackson and go. That is one hundred percent doable. Yeah. Grab the kids. Grab the kids. <laughs> I might fly to you then. All right. Well, let's do something a little different uh, to wrap things up. Let's do a bit of a kind of last word, uh, final shout out kind of segment. So, Grant, let's start with you. We'll go backwards this time. Uh, any last thoughts as we uh, close this episode up? Uh, I had a great time. It was fun. Um, the show is fantastic. Don't forget about Orange Con in Southern California. Don't forget about February. We didn't bring it up, but we there's a show in Seattle. Our f- good friend Jim Bates' show in Seattle. Everything else is, you know, let's just have fun. We build this. We build models for the fun of it. We build models to relax. We build models to have friends in our lives like these guys here that I'm talking with. Um, and that's why I do it. Um, and that's all I can say. Great thought. John, what about you? Final shots? Uh, just be kind to one another. Um Post your work, share it, reach out, have fun. If you see us at an event, hear about an event, you want to share it, tell us. We're more than happy to promote anything hobby related. Uh, and, and I'll even throw it out there that even goes towards personal pages as well. You know, one of the things we're always looking to do is a social media shout out and, and happy to promote your page and, and your work and, and your event for that matter. So again, if you see us, say hi, we'd love to meet you and model on. TJ. If you're in the DC area, Next weekend, or you will have missed this, but hopefully if you're in the D.C. area, you came to the Tank Museum and enjoyed that. And 
both days, Saturday and Sunday. If you went to either day, tell us about it. Share some pictures with us. And if you're still in the D.C. area, uh, don't forget to come to the National Capital Model Soldier Society annual show in Springfield and support them, enter some work, and come see me and Jackson. We'll be there. So, yeah, that's all I got. Awesome. His lordship, the Duke of Aubergine. <laughs> um, so, Come to Telford. Say hi to me and John and John and everyone. There's like a lot of, there's so many people attending who I know who didn't attend other years. So this is great. Turn up. These shows are only good if you come to them. Just experience it. Yeah. Just, just come to Telford. Come to Scale Model World. 12th and 13th of November. It's going to be fantastic. If you're not a member, buy a ticket. It's going to be great. Awesome. And, uh, you know, again, just looking forward to this weekend, uh, getting a chance to spend more time with John and a bunch of people in the posse. It's going to be great. Um, hopefully all of you out there listening have had some quality time to spend at your bench. Uh, a couple little business items. We will be announcing a new sponsor that's coming on board. That'll be attached to our MAK uh, group build, uh, which is growing like crazy. Um, if you haven't already, please check out our Plastic Posse uh, group page on Facebook. That's where you can post pictures of your work, interact with other people, give them help, answer questions. It's a it's a great, great group. It's really growing by leaps and bounds as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. And uh, it's been a fun discussion, guys. We'll talk to you in uh, in a couple of weeks. And in the meantime, everybody hit your bench. Have a good time. Thanks. Absolutely fantastic, Scott. Well done, Daddy. (laughs) 